is this podcast made of? World? Welcome to Opposite Attractions, ladies and gentlemen, the show about theme park design that is technically possible. I am your host, Scotty Moore, joined as always by the Ayatollah of Mouse and Roller, Jim Murphy! Do, do you have a uh, a popcorn bucket that I can help bail out this boat I'm in? <laughs> Jim, I've never been more furious about the day, because we record these on Wednesdays, and then I woke up the following day to... The Jungle Cruise boat fucking just bit it (laughs) and went in the water, and I went, Why? I didn't use this last night! No! Because that happened, and then was it, didn't the people mover, like, explode or something? Wasn't there a story with that? I think they just, I think they just connect, I think two trains hit together. Disney, what's happened? It's fucking cursed. It's destroyed. But yeah, no, I... It's Chapek. I'm pretty sure it's Chapek. It's Chapek leaving. Disney World's <laughs> acting up and hoping that Chapek will come back. But um, yeah, I don't know, man. I My favorite thing were all the people who are just like, I really hope that the, that the skipper was actually a swimming instructor at this point, because otherwise you're fucked. Is it back up and running? Like, is it is it a thing well, again? I don't know if that boat is fixed, but the problem, the, the crappy thing was that it's like one of only two boats that were for wheelchair people, Uh-oh. so now they only have one boat. <laughs> it's like every time, like you're going to have to wait 15 minutes for another boat. Was there around. a I'm wheelchair sorry. person on the boat? Cause it the, didn't seem like it. Because that makes it even more worse. <laughs> Unless they've got a lot of air in well, those tires floating I mean, them up. The, I mean, the pictures I saw, I think that water is only, like, this much deeper than the bottom of the boat. Oh, yeah, I don't yeah, think yeah. it's, like, I don't think it's, like, five feet deep or six feet deep. I do. I, I think was trying to, I did try to figure out how, 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 like, deep a fathom was and how long a league was. I wanted to make a joke, and it's just not, it didn't really happen. Yeah, you're, like, one hundredth of a fathom under the sea. A fathom, I think, is... Three miles? It's unfathomable how much it is. It's really indescribable. And a, and a league is like... F- or maybe a league's three... I don't remember. It's uh, Maybe a league's three miles, and a fathom is a certain number of feet. Welcome to Nautical Talk, here on Opposite <laughs> Attractions. We be your hosts for the evening, Pirate Dave. Yeah... I, I'm very happy that it didn't just straight up sink it, because I do have fast passes for when we go at the beginning of April, and those are probably going to be slow passes if we fucking sink a boat again. Welcome to the jungle snorkel. Yeah. <laughs> but Jim, this is not a podcast. Oh, wait. Speaking of very short, like, water, I don't know if I talked about this on the show when I went to Disneyland, so feel free to cut this if I did. But did I tell you the fact that when I rode Tis a Small World After All and also saw that Stitch was in it for some fucking reason, I was just like, okay, okay, this all seems normal. And then I just turn a corner and it's like, oh, I'm like, okay, there was not a drop of fucking water on It's a Small World. 
it was completely barren. There was no agua to be found. And at first I was like, oh, maybe their version doesn't have water. And then we go... (laughs) And then then we go... They're like the Hawaii area where Ariel's there dancing. And you can see lily pads on sticks shooting up to where the water line is supposed to be. And I'm just staring like, what happened? What's going on? I mean, I thought the boats, like, I mean, I know the boats run on a rail, but I thought that they needed, like, water as a form of conveyance. I didn't think they ran on wheels. Nope, apparently, it's not even wheels. I think we just did it through sheer force of will. We just want, actually, no, 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 I was powering it with my good chunky vape rips. I was just like, whoosh, and then the the boat would propel forward. It was great. Yeah, they, yeah. none of the rides at, at Disneyland have water, so it's like a dash of mountain. They just throw rocks at you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But Jim, this is not a podcast about theme parks. It's a podcast about theme park design. And before we get into our ride concepts this week, we are, of course, building the worst theme park. I've never started to boycott <laughs> one of our theme parks in, in this season, but I'm boycotting how much I hate Sitcot, the, th- the theme park based <laughs> off of sitcoms. Um, because at the beginning of the season, oh, great idea, fun, fun goofs. Halfway through, we're like, ah, oh, shit. Fuck, um, I don't know, Big Bang Theory, I guess? I don't know, man. Um, shit. But I do want us to talk a little bit about the show I brought to the table this week, which is Full House, a show that's created... It gave us uh, fucking Bob Saget, and I'll never forgive it for that. And for a few, my ride was just going to be me retelling Bob Saget, retelling the aristocrats just in the form of a ride. (laughs) And then I went, we will get taken... Retelling how I met your mother. Yeah, (laughs) we'll get taken off of iTunes if I do the Aristocrats. But what I did not know is how much John Stamos fucking loves Disney World, dude. John, apparently John Stamos bought the original Disneyland sign. I didn't know that was a thing you could purchase. Exactly. Uh, sixth, I found this off of... He, he was doing it to keep it from Neil Patrick Harris. I found this on six things that prove John Stamos is a bigger Disney fan from you off Laughing Place. He owns a legitimate Disneyland sign. Perhaps the mo- most well-known piece of evidence that Stamos is a rich Disney geek. He purchased a Disneyland sign from the company in an online auction for $30,000, Jim. Jim, I don't make this money much money in a year. And John Stamos was like, I can just use this and crank it out and get a Disneyland sign. I feel... Now, I feel like that should be worth more than that. The, For some reason, there's something... The D from the sign can be like, seen like, in pictures of his home along with other pieces of Disney memorabilia. He also apparently outbid Michael Jackson for the sign, as he discussed on The Late Late Show. (laughs) Uh, He performed in Walt Disney World with the Beach Boys for the Kokomo video, which is well known. Yeah, it was uh, was on the beach of the Polynesian. He once went on a date with Lori Loughlin to Disneyland. Fuck, that's so choice. 
Let's see. Full House fans have long wondered why Stamos and Lori Lotlin, who played his TV wife, never ended up in real life. Well, in an interview with the Huffington Post, Stamos confessed that the pair actually did go on a date when they were around 18 or 19. And where did they go? That's right, the happiest place on earth. In 2013, oh, uh, that's not the only girl he's taken there. Damn. All the cast members know. Stamos know. gets it, baby. In 2013, yeah, Stamos made friends with an Orange County teen. All right. That's not, don't, don't lead with that's not the only girl he's taken there about a date and then be like, he took a teen named Caitlin DeBrow, who sadly lost all four of her limbs to a bacterial disease. Okay, this is once again off the laughing place dot com to raise her spirits because her legs wouldn't stay most. <laughs> that was some editorializing from me. Stamos dropped by her hospital room and promised that the two would visit Disney together. What a guy. He just wanted to cut the lines with the medical pass. That's all he wanted to do. Oh my god, this is so choice. It's a collection of all of him, all of the times he meets characters at Disneyland. There's one of him with Anna and Elsa, and they're fucking do- Wait a minute! Hold on a second! Hold on a fucking second! I think I know this Anna! I think I, I think I, I can't tell from here, but I'm fairly sh- I'm about to message her, but like, did you meet John Stamos at Disney? Because it looks like an Anna that I know, but they're doing the, the Charlie's Angels pose, which is very choice. There's a picture of him hanging out with the Jonas Brothers. Um, oh, and he also did get engaged at Disneyland. Holy shit. What the fuck? Anyone can pop the question in front of Sleeping Beauty Castle, but this is next level. I don't know what he's in front of. It's a bunch of screens, and it's got Sebastian, and it says, Go on and ask the girl. I don't know where the fuck this is at, but oh my god, John Stamos, how much money do you have? I would have to see a picture of it, honestly. Well, go to laughingplace.com and read about the legless girl. <laughs> That's good advertising for the laughingplace.com. All right. Um, now, the secondary, I do have a secondary Stamos um, story because I don't have a good idea this week. Apparently, John Stamos did not only get engaged, he helped someone else get engaged at Disney World. A Disney World wedding proposal is already pretty special. One couple had an even more exciting moment when Fuller House star John Stamos helped a man propose. Stamos shared a video of the sweet proposal on Instagram, adding that to assist with an engagement anywhere is an honor, but at Walt Disney World, right at the fireworks begin, that's magical. Congrats, kids. Will you marry me and make me the happiest man in the world? Asks the man. Uh, she says, yeah, oh wait, Stamos then went, please say yes, she did, much to the delight of Stamos and surrounding bystanders. Stamos then hugged them and he congratulated them. A spokesperson for John Stamos, which is a great job title, told E.T. that, not not the alien, that the man initially approached Stamos, apparently while shaking. When Stamos asked if the man was alright, he said, I'm about to propose to my girlfriend, will you help me? (laughs) Stamos agreed, the two lined up, looking like they were going to take a picture so the man could propose. Before he could pop the question, the fireworks began, prompting the man to turn to John Stamos and say, You John Stamos, what do I do? (laughs) Which is really, that's kind of the what would Jesus do of our generation right there. 
Uh, Stamos apparently leapt into action, getting his wife and the surrounding crowd to turn on phone flashlights to shine a light on the man and now fiancé. Holy shit, John Stamos, you baller! Oh my god! So, oh, and my favorite, by the way, is they did post a picture underneath it saying John Stamos is, like, not not a stranger to Disneyland. Here's a picture of him and his Full House castmates, Bob Saget and Dave Couillé, at Disney World. And I clicked through, and it's John Stamos, Bob Saget, Dave Couillé, and Josh Peck from Drake and Josh for some reason just giving the biggest shit-eating thumbs up in the world. And it's so good because no one's addressing that Josh Peck is in the car. They're like, oh, it's the full house boys. And I'm like, fucking, it's Josh. That, he played Michelle, don't you remember? <laughs> oh, by the way, uh, I tried to find some fun full house facts to maybe base a ride off of today. Apparently, John Stamos fucking hated Mary-Kate and Ashley so much that he tried to get them <laughs> fired during the first season because they always cried and they kept crying. And so John, he was like, they were like one. <laughs> I know. But fucking John Stamos is like, look, I'm about the Disneyland sign and I won't be able to do it if these two keep ruining my takes. So I'm going to need them to get out of here right now. How rude. <laughs> but... Jim, this is a podcast about building our own theme park, and today, today's, I want to do something a little bit different, because this is, of course, a, a classic TGIF show, and what was also one of the best things about TGIF? The crossovers. Which is why today I'm bringing our first crossover to the table, Jim Murphy, because what you're about to do is you are we're going to go a little bit breaking kayfabe for our wrestling fans right now and basically say, you're not going into the world of Full House. You're going on to the set where they film Full House for my ride. And you had your first Buzz Lightyear of the, uh, of the affair last week. I'm bringing my first Buzz Lightyear this week. But it's more of a Toy Story Midway mania in that you walk in and it's like, all right, everybody, let's get ready to tour. It's almost like the beginning of... Um, Guardians of the Galaxy mission breakout where there's one person who's supposed to be leading everything and then Rocket comes and fucks it up. That's similar where you have someone who's like, all right, everybody stand still. We're about to take you into the house of the Tanners. We're going to have a great, great time. And then they're like, just give me a few minutes to prep our ride vehicles. Leaves the room and then suddenly you just... All the lights cut out at once, and you just see this shadowy figure up up above you inside of, like, this darkly lit office. And the lights come back on, and you just, you hear, Did I do that? And it's Urkel. <laughs> and Urkel has realized that Full House is outperforming Family Matters on the TGIF lineup. And that's not gonna stand. So now Urkel has invented a weapon of mass destruction that you he's going to... They don't know about this, but I'm mounting it onto the front of all of your ride vehicles. And I need you to help me ruin all of the takes. Make sure they're not gonna have anything else to put on TV anymore. <laughs> you got any cheese? You know that other catchphrase Urkel had that definitely didn't work? Uh, and then someone throws him some cheese. It's very good. And then you get in your ride vehicle, and now you get to go through 
all of your favorite bits from Full House. You get to go through like the ma- you go through the Full House, but then you also go onto the set of Wake Up San Francisco. You go to Dave Coulier's Weird Woodchuck Show. I can't remember the name of it. You just go to all of these famous locations from the show, which I'm slowly realizing are only like three. <laughs> and you go through and you just kind of fuck shit up as you're going through. So, like, in one scene, there's an animatronic Danny Tanner and, um, other one the woman on wake up san francisco and you can like shoot them and ruin the takes these aren't guns by the way urkel is not a a terrible human urkel is not a fear monger urkel just wants to have a little fun at full house's expense so it's shooting like tomatoes and stuff and you have the reactions of danny being like oh no you hit me oh no you hit me and it just repeats that over and over again and it's just a ride about ruining full house as much as possible then as you get to the end of the ride Jesse and the Rippers are there and they're playing you off because Uncle Jesse's like, I'm the one person you didn't mess up. And also, this is Disneyland. I got her to bring my Rippers. <laughs> and so the, him and the Rippers are playing you off. And then after after you get off, you can take like a photo opportunity in front of a wax figure of of Uncle Jesse and you can grab a guitar and you can be one of his rippers or like the whole family can get on the drums and then there's all kinds of fun full house paraphernalia fuck man you can't make rides based off sitcoms we totally fucked the pooch on this whole ride this whole season man um, it's a wash we're gonna have to get rid of it all delete it get it off the internet John Stamos, if you would like to buy a sitcot sign, it is yours for the low, low price of $29,000. <laughs> Fantastic discount. <laughs> one of the original signs, we promise. So One of one. So that's my idea, Jim. What did you bring to your, yeah, um, the table? Urkel, Urkel actually did cross over into some other TGIF shows. I don't think he ever went into Full no, House. No, he did. He did land in the... He landed in the step-by-step backyard on a jetpack. <laughs> yeah, but yeah, I believe he also landed on Full House in one episode. I just can't remember what episode it was. Full House is one of those shows that I know I watched incessantly, yeah. and I know I've seen multiple episodes of, and I may have seen every episode of Full House in existence. I cannot tell you the plot of a single fucking episode of Full House. Uh, Jesse, Jesse and the Rippers also performed at the Smash Club. Oh, that's, yeah, yeah. That's what you were looking for was that. I had to, I had to look it up. It was lost to the sands of time in my brain. Well, that's my idea, Jim. What's your idea? And um, please tell me it does not involve Bob Saget's current stand-up career. (laughs) No, um, I was glad you didn't go this route because I thought maybe you would. Um, My ride's a little different in that it's actually... I'm going back into a couple seasons of things we've done. This is going to be a a full house escape room. Oh, I was so afraid you were about to propose the fucking full house D&D RPG game. (laughs) (laughs) You have my sword uh... and my axe and my gopher. Cut it He was a woodchuck. His name was Woody the Woodchuck. Well, that, do I look like I know anything about? And he, and he had world. It was this. It was the same voice as uh the, the jackalope from America's Funniest Home <laughs> Videos. Yeah. 
Apparently, Dave Coulier did audition for America's Funniest Home Videos alongside Bob Saget, and Bob got the job instead, and he was like, what the fuck? I'm, I'm the one who does gave, the goofy voices. But they gave him America's Funniest People later. Oh, yeah. That show, that's a that's a that's a deep cut. I think you know that ABC popular show, cut. America's Funniest People, that everybody's definitely seen in the world. Yeah. All right. Yeah my 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 escape room is called Fullest House. Fullest House. Okay. Because we yeah we already have Fuller House. There's uh, you would actually go in and the way you would set it up is it would look like their like living room couch and every and the people that were going to go in their room would sit on it and it would rise up through like an elevator shaft into the living room. Oh, okay. Where you would be where you would be trapped in the room. Uh, I was thinking of different like scenarios we could do. Um the first one is that Joey is secretly like a really weird sex creep and he does have Kimmy Gibbler like trapped in the I house. did think a lot about Uncle Joey and the fact that he's probably the saddest character in all of media. And I was like, oh no, why can't we bring him into the t- into the mix, I guess. You may realize that this full house has no windows and no <laughs> doors. Have mercy. So is your entire idea, I'm going to put some people in the full house house and not let them out? Is that the pitch? They have to, they have to, they have to escape. Uh, I don't know exactly what the, what the, um, the, like the escape mechanism would be for like Joey Gladstone's secret sex creep. But, um, we would also do, uh, uh. One of them would definitely be a weird uh, religious cult-themed thing, since apparently Candace Cameron's like a psycho. <laughs> really? She's not the one I would have really picked. Weird, She's weird, not the one. A weird, a weird religious psycho. Um, well, you know, most of the, like, those good TGIF shows always did include an episode where an elk or some bullshit got into the house for no apparent reason. Maybe that's the story, is you're not trying to escape the house. You're trying to get the elk out of the house before it fucks up everything and so there's just like a shaft leading from the door to the kitchen and once you've completed everything and solved all the riddles the door opens and the fucking elk just runs across in front of you this does mean our theme Uh, park would have to have an elk on salary at all times uh the the my religious cult thing would include that uh, michelle was brainwashed in the house but if you want to go the elk route uh, that brings me to my third, uh, my third scenario, and that is the uh, that uh, OCD Danny Tanner is uh, a mob hitman cleaner. Okay. And you come into the house, and uh, he like w- like wake up San Francisco pops on the TV, and it somehow gives you like weird clues as to what to do. But he is also like very threatening in his like jovialness, saying like, "Hey." I'm pretty sure I think someone's at my house right now, and if they're still there when I get back in an hour, things are going to get real bad, and I'm going to have to clean something up. I was afraid that I was going too much down the negative route of like, oh man, I'm just going to fuck up Full House because it's so bad. And then we come to you, and you're like, well, you know, Joey's a sex pest, Danny's a serial killer, it's just fucking Candace is a fucking animal. (laughs) So... Okay, it's you've got three days. I like this because there are a lot of like escape rooms where you get to choose your scenario, and this one's kind of like choose the worst possible scenario and ruin your childhood in the greatest way possible. 
Yeah, I don't know what we could do to include, like, Uncle Jesse or... Uncle Jesse's like, out. Uncle Jesse was the first. Or he could be like our agent of S.H.I.E.L.D. who comes on and is just like, I've been working. He's the, I've been he's working the undercover this whole time. I ain't related to this fucker at all. I ain't related to none of Fuck them kids. I, I'm Greek. Do these motherfuckers look Greek to you? No. <laughs> apparently he was not Greek initially and they slowly were like, like apparently John Stamos had quite a bit of pull on the full house set. Because he, yeah, was, he was throwing around Disneyland signs left and right. Like, hey, I'll get you one. I'll get you a letter. You want an ass? I'll get you an ass. Yeah. Apparently, he had so much pull that they were like, he was originally had a completely different name. And he was like, hey, can I just be Greek? Just let me be Greek, please. I just want to be Greek. Um, wait a minute. Was he related to Because <laughs> they called him Uncle Jesse, but I don't think Uncle Jesse was actually related to them. Hold on. Well, they originally were supposed to be like comed- just comedi- stand-up comedians. Oh, yeah, Which yeah. fits for the first two, but really not for Uncle Jesse, because I can't really see John Stamos doing stand-up. Yeah, well, it does give me two choices, which is Uncle Jesse Full House or Uncle Jesse the Dukes of Hazzard. <laughs> Let's... They were the same person, it's fine. Oh, okay, so Danny's brother-in-law is Jesse Katsopoulos, who's Pam's younger brother, Wait, does that mean Pam was Katsopolis? I don't wait, hold on, wait, was Joey Isn't that a isn't that the city from Zootopia? <laughs> it is. Um Joey Oh, okay, that's right. Jo- Joey's the one that wasn't related. Okay, okay. They found, they, we found him in a dumpster behind an a, behind an apple. With a wood check puppet on his hand, yeah. just what? screaming about wood. Well, Jim, we did world? it. We did it, unfortunately. We're getting way close to Bobby's world at this point. We're going a little too... <laughs> My mama's Bobble. Um, God, this is a... Se- I could do... We could do that. That's fine. No, absolutely not. No, if we had any, like, millennial or younger fans, we've lost them this entire season. This whole season, we've lost them. So, like... Let's keep... We did Big Bang Theory. We did do the great Bazinga show, and we mocked it relentlessly, but we got... What are we gonna do next week? Are we gonna just dig the hole deeper, Jim? What's our challenge? Okay, so Bob Newhart... No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> just kidding. We're gonna do Mama's the Family. We're gonna do, gonna do the... the classic old woman comedy, Mama's Family. That's not that old, really. That was, like... That was in the wasn't that in like the late '80s? That's not that really that old. Mama's family is so much older than that. Hold on. Well, no, because it was after the Carol Burnett show, and I'm pretty sure. Yeah, it's a spinoff of the Carol fucking Burnett show, dude. It was start. Okay, hold on. 1983 to 1984. You are off the mark by ten years. So, anyways, we're doing Mama's Family well, next I, week. No, we, no, uh, we're gonna. Well, no, actually, I do think we should uh, go up forward about a, seven or eight years and uh, and tackle uh, somebody from Southern California that used to live on the East Coast, and that is the Fresh Prince of Bel Air. How have we not done Fresh Prince yet? And how was I not the one to bring it? How have we not done this yet? Fresh Prince does sound like one of those that every week we're like, we gotta save that. We gotta save that one. Yeah. So yeah, I think this. How many episodes are left in this season? How many more do I have to? Uh, I think I think this is either episode eight or nine. 
I, I wrote it down earlier. It's felt like seven years, Jim. It's felt like so long doing this dumb, dumb fuck. Remember when I was young and we talked about the the, the Bob's Burgers? I was so young then. <laughs> yeah. But until next week, Jim, where could people find you on the internet? I'm on Twitter at Apparently Smart. That's, that's where I am. And you can find me on Twitter at Scotty Moe. S-C-O-T-T-Y-E-M-O. Buy my books on Amazon and check out all of the other shows on thelordofpurebs.com. Are you Bill Cosby or Apu? Which one are you trying to do right I'm now? I'm trying to do the intelligent duck. <laughs> I'm trying to do the smart duck. The smart duck? I don't know who... Oh, oh okay. I'm, his name is, um... His name is lost to me. His name is Ludwig von Drake. I'm Ludwig name. von Drake, and I'm telling everyone to go on to a lordofpurebs.com and look up... Find a new show for your podcast player. Find a load of BS if you like idiots. Find a deviant if you want a space opera about pirates and epic adventures. And then, of course, make sure to find Jim and me on Twitter at up at show that is spelled O P P A T T S H O W. Are you down with O P P? <laughs> <laughs>